0: Drink it in, drink it in, drink it
1: in, now. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, drink
0: it in, drink it in, man.
1: Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo. Caught. Touchdown to Cordy, Marvin Jones.
0: Drink it in, drink it in.
1: Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Cornbread.
0: Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, now. Detroit Kool Aid, Detroit Kool Aid drinkers. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm your host, Derek Ocree. It is Wednesday and we are here talking Lions football, but I'm excited that I got Joey back on the show. He's a Bears fan. We're, we're, we're not, we're not going to hold that against him because me and him are going to talk about the NFC North and what these teams have done in free agency. So Joey's going to give us the Bears side. I'm going to give you the Lions side and we're going to beat up on the other two teams. So Joey, how you doing this week?
1: Derek, it's a pleasure to be back with you again. What a difference a month makes. Let's dive into it.
0: Absolutely. Before we do that, I mean, I don't know if you have a glass handy, but I know I always do here on the show. So I got to fill it up so that people can, you know, drink it in, drink it in. Uh... <laughs> but, but I'm going to pitch it to you first. I, I'm not going to tee up, you know, any Denny Green clips, at least not yet. <laughs> I'm not going to throw <laughs> you under the bus like I did on the other show. I'm going to throw a rate to you. I want to know what your bears have done in free agency why you're so fired up what's going on in Chicago because personally I mean I don't know to me it's been a little bit of this (laughs) hello Chicago Andy Dalton (laughs) Desmond Trufant I mean absolute crickets in my opinion tell me why they're just killing it right now
1: yeah Detroit's finest Desmond Trufant well let me ask you Derek (laughs) uh, with that with that Detroit Kool-Aid is that Kool-Aid red my friend red like the red rifle (laughs) Like the Cincinnati oh, uh, no. ginger snake? No. Couple no. Of, okay, so here's a couple of things. <laughs> I got my, my turd shining kit out, so let me shine a couple of turds real quick for you. You did First make off, fun
0: of Jared Goff last show, so here you go. Now tell me why Andy I, Dalton is so incredible.
1: I, I can't, I can't do it. But here, here's the thing. First of all, for people that are saying that it's a one year, $10 million deal, go to spot track right now. It's a one year, $5.3 million deal for Andy Dalton. So everyone that's freaking okay. out about that 10 million can relax. The next one though is my question. And maybe you can help me answer this. What did bears fans think we were going to do now when the Colonel came out, which to be very fair, if you listen to this last Detroit Kool-Aid cast, I had been talking to people and those people were telling me that the bears were going after Russell Wilson before we dropped that pipe dream in front of bears fans. What did they think that we were exactly going to do? We were, we going to bring back as you would say, Mitch? No, I don't think so. Were we going to roll the foals next year? Andy Dalton is, is the man for the hour. I don't know how else to explain it. I will say a month from now in the draft, things can definitely change, but that is our, that is our shining acquisition of the offseason. Are you scared, Derek? Are you scared?
0: I I mean, Joey, I'll give you my opinion, but to me, it sounds like a little (laughs) bit of a backpedal from you. I, I I, I you I believe you came on the show and were spitting, you know, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. I was the guy with the foresight to tell you. That, that's not going to happen. Now, I know your, your GM thought it would be smart to give up, I don't know, three first rounders, couple third rounders, couple players, whatever the, the rumor innuendo was to get one of those quarterbacks. Well, they were turned down and now you have Andy Dalton. You can say five million. You could say ten million. It doesn't matter to me. This guy's not going to play. And, and what did I think you were going to do? nothing but i mean anything right. better than Mitch so like i no, mean No right that's- and and
1: that's the question now is, is Andy Dalton better than Mitch and real quick man let me give you just a little insight and now look i'm <laughs> not telling you that this is what's going to happen but here's where it in my opinion where it stands with Russell Wilson and the Bears right now the reason why Russell Wilson is not on the Chicago Bears is Pete Carroll 70 years old and he doesn't want to rebuild the key to that is the quarterback there has to be a quarterback going back to Seattle in that deal. Now, the only thing that I will say is that there is something called the NFL draft coming up next month. If there was a scenario where the Bears did trade up or the Bears did land a quarterback, say a guy like a Trey Lance, that Russell Wilson situation is not dead for this year. I'll also tell you it's not dead for the year after that. Until then, though, we have to batten down the hatches and live with Andy Dalton.
0: Joey dropping some knowledge there. I, I'd be real interested. I mean, the Bears have already made a, a play to come up real, real high or get the guy they thought they wanted. I, I'd just be surprised if your franchise can give up that type of capital again to make a move like that. But like, It's scary. Sitting, I,
1: I agree with you, man. I'm, I'm terrified.
0: Sitting at 20, I mean, you're going to have to get up in the top eight, top seven. Maybe top six to get one of those QBs, unless you want a Mac Jones, then maybe you can just deal up a little bit to get him. But I think it's an issue for your team, man. I, I really do. I mean, Allen Robinson is still there for the time being. You know, Montgomery's a decent player. I like him. What do you think about Kyle Fuller uh, heading out of there at cornerback, you know, heading over to Denver? I thought that was a pretty big loss.
1: It, it definitely is a big loss. The only thing that I will say is that the Bears are heading in a particular direction where, you know, Every single bit, we're talking about the quarterback, right? We're talking about offense. We got to get better on offense, blah, blah, blah. Well, the only way that you do that is you you got you to gotta take something off of your defense. Kyle Fuller, really good player, probably is going to be good on Denver next year. But let's be honest, a dude who's 30 years old, a guy who was an all pro in 2018, didn't play that well in 19 and 20, only had one interception last year for $14 million. It's just there's better way to spend your dollars than with Kyle Fuller. I know it stinks when you cut a guy and just let him loose like that, especially a dude that was a pro bowler. I'm just not really like losing sleep over it right now. I'm probably now more focused on how do we get the offense a little bit better as this defense ages a little bit? How do we get a little maybe a little bit younger, a little bit cheaper on defense? How do we get a little bit better on offense? The only way to do that is to cut expensive personnel on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I think, you know, getting rid of Mitch was actually, you know, a plus in itself. Damn, Desmond Trufant. To and me and real the quick, guy. he
1: signed for $2.5 Can you believe that? Derek, oh, what's your reaction to him signing for 2.5? That's crazy, <laughs> right?
0: Well, I mean, it just seemed like a, a move to me where it's a quarterback that ran his course. You know, people were trying to say he was either going to stay in Chicago or somebody was going to make them their guy, and we pretty much knew that wasn't going to happen. So what did he do? He sort of stuck his tail and went, and he's a, he's a backup at a couple million dollars and a, a nice, you know, well, not a nice insurance policy. He's just sort of a clipboard holder there in Buffalo in case something goes wrong. But, I mean, that's about what he is now, wouldn't you say? I mean, I think it's about right.
1: It is about right. And and my question is w- Buffalo even came out and said that they're not going to, he's not the long-term option in Buffalo. This is a reset for Mitch. Well, okay. Reset for Mitch, Josh Allen. He seems to be like a pretty sturdy, unstoppable force outside of a freak injury. I don't think right. Mitch sees the field next year for 2.5 million and then re enters free agency again. And then what, what is he going to get and where is he going to go and how is he going to compete? Uh, you know, again, the dude can't, the dude isn't the starting quarterback in the NFL. We learned that the hard way in Chicago, And now now he's off in Buffalo. I don't really know what to say. And now we have Andy Dalton. And here's my question for you is, look, Andy Dalton does not inspire enthusiasm. I can't find a single person on the planet Earth that is excited or really willing to defend Andy Dalton. My kind of question is, if you look at the Bears quarterbacking last year, they threw 26 touchdowns, 16 interceptions and thirty nine hundred yards between Foles and Mitch. There is a world where Andy Dalton could perhaps put that up and maybe like a little bit less on the touchdowns and interceptions, but maybe throw in those yards. He just is there a guy on the planet Earth that inspires less confidence than Andy Dalton? He's just that guy. He's that guy in the room.
0: He, he's definitely that guy. I mean, the thing that worries me too is the windy city of Chicago having a guy like Andy Dalton who's got a noodle arm. And like you say, yeah, he might protect yes. the ball, make a few plays here or there. But to me, it's going to be more the same for Chicago at that quarterback position, which you know, when I'm looking at your team, I mean, we got to get, unfortunately, talk about the Packers here in a moment. But it's like I look at the Bears and I'm just thinking, who are their dominant players? I mean, who's their blue chip guys? Who's those game changers? Because if it's not at the quarterback position and if Cleo Mack's not a wrecker on defense, you got guys that are all right <laughs> at certain spots. But you don't have any guys that you can really just uh, get get fired up about, I don't think, at this point.
1: No, not really. I mean, dude, that's what happens when you're 8-8, and right? You're an 8-8 and football team. And if you're a Bears fan, and this is the Kool-Aid cast, so let's just kind of pump up the Bears and what a dream scenario would be, would be Andy Dalton comes in and is 2.7 air yards per completion, which I think he had last year, which doesn't get you very excited. But they play solid complimentary football. They run the ball a little bit. They score maybe, you know, those 22 to 24 points a game. And you just nailed it, dude. Khalil Mack, right? this is the guy that we have to bank on becoming a blue chip player again. If him and Robert Quinn don't become blue chip players on defense, if Roquan Smith doesn't continue to be a beast, you know, then the bears are looking at moving backwards. Now, again, dude, I wouldn't be that upset. Does that mean then that the general manager and the coach lose their job and we start over and we, we get into that part where I think when we get to lions talk, I don't think you're going to say that you guys have the most talented team in the world, but you guys have an air of optimism that you haven't had in a long time. Thanks to Mr. Campbell, right? Thanks to a new quarterback and thanks to what looks like a new window of time frame of bringing in new players, young, youthful players, and maybe going at it and taking a run at it again. You know, so the bears could either be closer to that than they are probably closer to returning to the playoffs. You know, we'll see what happens with this draft, but you know, that's kind of where they stand right now.
0: I like you serving up that Kool-Aid,
1: Joey. Drink it in, right. <laughs> It's red. It's red like a rifle. Oh, it's beautiful.
0: Hon- Honolulu Blue cannot wait to uh, head
1: into Chicago <laughs> with that team
0: you got going there. But like like I said, I think to, to sum it up, you know you, – I, I would think they can make a sneaky play on a quarterback in the next couple of years. But other than Allen Robinson, Cleo Mack, even if he does have a better year is is aging. He's not my build around guy anymore on defense. So I think you just need to, if not hit that reset, you need to have a, like a handful of guys that are in that, you know, early to mid twenties that are really game wreckers on both sides of the ball. That's really what your team as well as my lions are looking for. So we'll, we'll see if they get it. No doubt about it. Now, me and you, we love to kind of beat up on the Vikings and Packers cause we can here on the show. Let's and like it. I said, this is the NFC North free agency roundup. So I, I'm looking at the Packers free agency and man, I, I gave you the cricket soundbite for Chicago. I mean, they made a few moves, Basically, right before we got recording, the Packers signed uh, King back, their cornerback, and absolutely nothing else. They got Lindsey heading out the door, Kirksey heading out the door, Jamal Williams heading to Detroit. We got got Tim Boyle, everyone's favorite backup quarterback by the Green Bay media heading to Detroit. I mean, a bunch of minuses for the Packers, yet Aaron Rodgers is out there probably thinking he's just going to win 12 games again, don't you think?
1: Yeah, right. They play with fire every offseason where they do nothing, you know, and then they come back and then Aaron Rodgers carries them to 10, 11, 12 wins. I want to bounce it back to you real quick because I was shocked, man. I was shocked that they re-signed Aaron Jones and gave him a ton of money after and then they let Jamal Williams walk out the door and then they drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round last last year. W- what's your thought on them re-upping on Aaron Jones? I know career five, over five yards per carry. I like Aaron Jones a lot, but man, paying him that kind of money when they probably could have spent on an offensive line or dare I say, God forbid they ever get a second receiver for that team. What was your take on that?
0: Interesting. I, I'm I'm glad you brought that to me. I'm not a huge Aaron Jones guy either. And my funny, most funny, uh, entertaining take of the last couple of weeks was me checking in on you on our fantasy football league that I finally got you in on. And I'm like, hey, Aaron Jones is up for auction, our free agent auction. You're like, nope, <laughs> never had a pack. Yeah. Here, never will. <laughs> that, and, that was, I, and it turns out classic. I have Aaron
1: Rodgers on my roster too. So now I'm gonna have to figure that out as as time goes on. But that's for another pot. <laughs>
0: Oh, you, you, I'm sure he will not be kept by you, but I mean, Aaron Jones to me was a guy, it was like, you know, everything pointed to him going to what Miami or some of these other running back needy teams, the Packers let him go and then kind of right before he really could get out there to some suitors, they ended up paying up. So, I mean, again, I, I feel like, you know, paying up for running backs is not always the smartest thing to do. I don't see Aaron Jones as this world beater. I see him as a good football player that's had a couple good years and is now cashed in with, with where he's like, what, I mean, I guess him and Dylan are now the combo platter over there. I mean, good luck to you. I mean, if that's how you're going to spend your money, but you let your center get out of the building, a linebacker, you know, other football players. So I don't, I don't like it really f- for their team. I like it for my lions.
1: Yeah. But, and, and can I ding Let me ding the hammer on the Packers just one more time and they could totally prove me ahead. wrong. Cause they seem to do it every year, but From a fantasy perspective, not to bleed into that a little bit, are you honestly telling me that next year Aaron Rodgers is going to throw another, what, 45,000 touchdowns? That he's going to be perfect in the red zone again? That Tanyan is going to lead the NFL in touchdowns for tight ends? That Devontae Adams literally had an eight-game touchdown streak? and was just this unstoppable, unmovable force every single week. Are you telling me that's just going to continue to happen over and over again, that Aaron Rodgers also is going to stay healthy, that that offensive line is going to (laughs) continue to protect him? All this stuff for me personally is just leading up towards a step backwards, in my opinion, and some of their flaws were really borne out in that playoff game, especially when they, you know, whatever, not going for it, with Aaron Rodgers in the red zone is a a conversation for another time. But they sort of seem like they're set up for a bit of a step back. Am I wrong?
0: Oh, Joey, as as you are often when you come in here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, you're absolutely right on all levels when it comes to that. I mean, the only thing you're wrong about is your pick of football teams with your Chicago sports teams there. Other than that, you're spot on. I was
1: born that way. I was born that way, Derek.
0: <laughs> now, 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 let me do a little something for you and for the people as we finish up this uh, Packer talk because me and you can't take much more of it. But for this, Joey, mm-hmm. I need a little bit of music. And that's my uh, that's my conspiracy music. Let me pull that up a little bit because I got a little nugget for you. Today, on Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt, formerly of the Jim Rome Show, threw out a nice, interesting tidbit about Aaron Rodgers. He said that Aaron Rodgers has done a test pilot for Jeopardy. It went very well. Kyle Brandt said he would not be surprised, and I quote... If Aaron Rodgers left the game of football to become the full-time host of Jeopardy this year, (laughs) did you hear this? My friend,
1: I did not, but I'd like to answer with, um, what is, the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, my I will goodness. never figure
1: out Aaron Rodgers uh, and the other funny fact about him is that he's like really close with Jay Cutler and that that's kind of all you really need to know Packers fans uh, about Aaron Rodgers moving forward hey I'm all for it man I would love to have him on what is it one o'clock in the afternoon Monday through Friday instead of uh, at 10 a.m. on Sundays beating up on my squad I think we're all cool with that
0: oh my goodness i i agree with you i think that's definitely the uh, double jeopardy answer right there i mean go ahead uh, go ahead and be the host aaron rogers go ahead with your new fiance go go live it up and be the pompous a-hole that alex trebek was on that show when all the answers <laughs> this, are already on the card for you yet you act like you're the smartest man alive like that sounds like aaron Rodgers if i ever heard it in my life
1: this NFL, co- this NFL coach in the fourth quarter did not let you go for it on fourth down in a pivotal moment in a playoff game. <laughs> oh, uh, man, what is Matt LaFleur? <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, there's so many funny uh, bits we could do on that right now. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers, be my guest. Go be a game show host because you've always been a clown. You might as well now be one five days a week. And no one likes you, just like no one likes barely any game show host other than Bob Barker. Am I right? Just king of the Price is Right, my grandma's favorite of all time. And like like you say, I could see him riding off into the sunset. What, this guy's like 38 years old. He had a great year. Or I see him getting shipped here in a year or two, and and then they, they got it go to the young pup sometimes so i don't know what green bay i think they're just living on their laurels i think they're going to roll out of bed and win this division again and i wouldn't be so sure
1: yeah not to open up a can of worms but it just sort of feels like after this year that he's going to force his way to san francisco right and finish his career in santa clara where, where he's from uh with a great coach with a really great offensive line with a really cool team and take the go the tom brady route and actually maybe actually go to another super bowl um with a san francisco 49ers team as opposed to maybe a green bay packers team who what is going to draft a safety in the first round for you know what i mean instead (laughs) of some sort of offensive weapon right
0: where do they film jeopardy The state of California. I mean, let's just connect Wait, some dots, Joey. The
1: Send him out, out there.
0: <laughs> Man, something is going down. I mean, I you may think Kyle Brant's a little off his rocker. I find him pretty entertaining on the show, and this is one of his more entertaining bits. Let's let's get him out to San Francisco in twenty twenty two. He can he can he can be the Jeopardy host and he can be out of our lives forever. How about that?
1: Yes, please.
0: All right, man. Well, again, we're going a little rapid fire on this show. We want to get through all four teams. So I say we go ahead and take our break, get our great sponsors in here. Really appreciate you being on the show. Before I take a break, again, you got to go check Joey out. He's on the Believe Podcast Network. That's where I do my show with Benny Blades, Believe in Lions. I mean, Joey's doing um, Believe in Betting Chicago as well as Believe in Bears. Is that right?
1: That's correct. I'm I'm doing both shows right now, doing double duty. And uh, it's baseball week coming up, so a lot of baseball stuff. But then we're going to start digging into the NFL draft, a lot of great football content. And then we're going to have uh, – hopefully I'm going to have Mr. Derek Ocree himself on my pod talking some NFC North before the the draft comes in.
0: Oh, we got to do it. And everybody I, – I don't know who Joey's agent is, but I got to get I got to get one like, like he has because every time I pull up IG – The guy's got guest after guest, after big time name, after different sport, after he's just all over the map doing these great interviews, great media content, audio, video, whatever you want. Joey's got it covered. Now, again, before we take our break, Joey, I was going to say this off the top. Last week, you came on here. You gave your IG handle. Joey Christ of fish or whatever you said. I gave you beef about your last name just being ridiculous to put on your handle. I mean, can we get it changed to like believe in Joey or Joey Chicago or Joey C? Can, can we fix that this week or no?
1: We, we can we fix that this week? Um, I can talk to uh, <laughs> I can talk to my people <laughs> and see what we can do. I will tell you, a chicken of Christ is probably gonna stay for a little while crystal pollo c-h-r-i-s-t-o-p-o-l-l-o-s it's probably gonna stay that for a little while but uh you were not the only person uh clamoring for something something different maybe one day i get involved in the twitter and youtube game and then you'll see you'll see a name change there and then on the kool-aid cast we could do a poll and then the people can vote the good people can vote on what it'll be as long as it's not like andy dalton uh or, or anything along those lines then we can be fine
0: Yes. Go check Joey out. Give him grief for his name. Eventually I will get him on Twitter so he can enjoy it and talk sports with all the fans out there like I do and and enjoy it. But we got, we got to fix that name. Joey will get with his people. I don't have any people, but I'm super glad that he's on the show and we got to get our great sponsors in here. We come back, we got to talk Vikings and we're going to save the best for last. The Detroit lions right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Everybody. We'll be right back. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Okry of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. And this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors. But today, I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe podcasting network with both myself and Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety, Benny Blades, played for the Lions. He also played for... The U, you know what it is, the University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times on the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play the soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk lions. Like I said, he brings up the hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's, it's a really fun show. Benny loves the lions. He tells great stories from his playing days as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V in Lions, myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm excited that uh, Joey's come back on the show again, check him out on the bleed podcast network, doing all things Chicago sports, as well as coming on here. And we're talking NFC North this week, both in free agency. And he's going to be nice enough to come back on Friday and talk NFL draft needs for the different teams in the division. So we got you covered here in the NFC North and Joey, let's start off with the Vikings. Now, I, what are your thoughts on the Vikings? Like, where do you think they're at right now?
1: The free agency has been very quiet so far. You know, Patrick Peterson, one-year deal. I think it was ten million dollars. Pretty solid. Nothing that really scares me a whole lot. But of course, you know, in those NFC North games, he's going to probably come up with some sort of timely pick in the third quarter. We will learn to love to hate him, of course, as Bears and Lions fans like. Yes. Yeah, they let Kyle Rudolph go. They lost Anthony Harris kind of curious to see what they're going to do in the draft. There was a mock draft out today with ESPN saying that the Vikings were actually going to move up in the draft and take, uh, and take Puel the the offensive lineman as he slid down the draft a little bit. I think that would be really interesting because I think they just lost Riley reef as well. And look, the same thing with the Vikings, awesome offensive weapons, right? Love Dalvin cook. Love Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, one of the best probably number two receivers or one a (laughs) receivers that you can find in the game. But then it comes back to always the quarterback. Kirk cousins. Don't trust him. Uh, don't think he's any good. He's a pat. He's a stat patter of the highest order and they're probably in the exact same order, right? Riding the coattails of Dalvin cook as healthy as he can be to what? Seven and nine, eight and eight, maybe nine and seven. If they're lucky, what say you?
0: Well, I'm on a different side than you. I mean, uh, Tomlinson to me, the, the guy they got up front is a big defensive tackle that I liked a lot. I was surprised they got him paid a decent price for him a couple years you know, a decent price tag, but I think he's a nice beast to put in the middle of their defense. Pat Pete to me is a big question mark. You know, is that going to be a nice veteran signing? Like when Chuck Woodson, everybody thought he was done. And then he showed he had a lot left in the tank for the Packers. Um, you know, w- will Peterson come and be kind of a stale, um, you know, a, a a decent or a star player for the Vikings for two, three plus years when everybody thinks he only has a couple left or whatever. I think it could happen. I mean, he's a really good football player. And like you said, they have lost reef Rudolph Harris. You know, I think those are all minuses for that team, but the, the Vikings to me are a team that this, this may surprise some people, but the Vikings are picking where they at in the first round.
1: They're 14.
0: 14th in the first round. They're like a team that I could see jumping up for QB. Now, you're, you're Ooh, talking about. Wow. Yeah. I feel like, you know. If that's a team wow. like everybody's kind of down on Cousins, you know, they're they have those nice weapons. I could see them going from like 14 to six, you know, to jump up in front of the Lions, Carolina, you know, uh, Denver teams like that and getting a Trey Lance, getting Justin Fields, whoever they, they feel is best. You know, even a, even a Mac Jones would seem kind of like a Vikings type quarterback. So keep that on your radar to see if that's a sneaky team that's nobody's talking about because Cousins is there. There. But last time I checked, I mean, he's kind of on the back half of his career as well and only has a year or two left, I think, on his current deal. So why not go get the next guy now? And if Cousin struggles, boom, put the kid in.
1: Wow, that's a great call, man, and I haven't heard a lot of that. So uh, good for you for putting it out there. A fun little counter maybe. I see them also maybe at 14 looking at a guy. I know we're going to get in the draft a little bit later, but they could do like a Micah Parsons to at linebacker to replace a guy like Eric Wilson. It's just been kind of quiet on all fronts there with minnesota and yeah, it is kind of funny that every year they don't seem to do a whole lot and they just keep thinking that kirk cousins is just going to lead them to the promised land i mean i just this is a guy who every single year i mean he threw for a career high in touchdowns last year kirk cousins did and let's be honest was he on a lot of fantasy teams was he a guy that scared people was he a dude that was grabbing opponents by the throat in the first and second quarter and scoring points no he wasn't so You know, they're in a rock and a hard place there with Kirk Cousins, just a guy that's just, he'll get you somewhere. It just won't get you to the top. (laughs) I mean, Kirk Cousins, the
0: guy that you, some of my other buddies and people I know beat up on. Yet he continues to put up decent numbers and continues to, you know, keep that team in it. Now they've had a little dip on their team, but I mean, I think he's been more than serviceable. I guess I'm always just looking at instead of what has he done, kind of where is he at now? And that's why I see maybe that dip coming and the team being aggressive to go get that next guy either now or in the next year or so. So we'll see what happens. But like you said.
1: Well, yeah. And an easy way to look at it real quick is just throw this at you. Who would you rather have Matt Stafford or uh, Kirk Cousins?
0: I mean, I want Matt Stafford, but I, not at the price tag either to trade for him or to to pay him. I'll just roll cousins and try to surround him with the team. You know, if, no, if no, I'm yeah, like building. if you took
1: all the contracts and stuff and just put the two the two players in the field. Like, I I would rather have I would rather have Stafford now. Oh yeah, but Kirk Cousins' numbers are probably more his more modern numbers are probably more gaudy, and obviously the team situation that they're both on. I think Stafford has a higher ceiling, but I two players on a field, no teams on the jerseys, no names on the jerseys, I would take Stafford, you know?
0: And and one other thing too, kind of, I think people get anointed. Like I'm not going to take anything away from Justin Jefferson had a tremendous year. But sometimes I think we we love rookies so much that a rookie comes in and absolutely balls out and we just put him in the Hall of Fame and act like he's going to come back and have that year plus next year. I mean, the guy was healthy most of the year. He got the ball a lot. He surprised a lot of people. Like, don't be surprised if he gets locked up a little bit more, obviously, with number one corners or, you know, he he has some injury type issues, not the biggest guy in the world. So I, I think sometimes we need to be You know cognizant of that where sometimes if a guy has a decent year we're just like oh next year he's going to be just incredible again and same with Dalvin cook I mean if he could stay healthy all year he can be an MVP type candidate but like you said we always know the injuries are there and. You know, where's his head at and stuff like that with that team moving forward. So, again, kind of like your Bears, like I'm looking around other than those two players and some marginal players on defense, like their edge rushers are gone. Their linebackers are either aging or gone. Their corners are all young. So it's another team that I think can be had in this division. Or if they put it all together, could kind of be up in that contention. I really don't know what you're going to get from Minnesota. But, you know, like I said, you
1: made some great points on you made some great points on Dalvin Cook in terms of health. And in terms of Justin Jefferson, you were so spot on with that, because just keep in mind, especially fantasy freaks out there looking to either keep him or draft him next year, thinking that there's going to be this big leap. This dude was breaking Minnesota Viking franchise records that were held by Randy Moss last year. So just slow your roll a little bit, just thinking that Justin Jefferson's now going to take it to some, uh, you know, some echelon that was higher than what he already did this year. If he even gets close to what he did this previous year, next year, or maybe goes down a little bit, it doesn't mean that he's a bad player. It just means he had such a spectacular rookie season. It's just hard to repeat that.
0: Yeah. Perfect point by you. I'm not going to slam your boy, Adam Thielen right now. We already got into that last show. I mean, he's a, he's a, slow, you know, marginal white receiver that had a few good years. I mean, congratulations. But like you, like you say, Jefferson, we'll see what he does. I, I think both of you, me and you like him as a player, but we just got to be worried. The NFL is kind of an up and down league. You're real good one year. Next year, you might miss the whole season for all you know, you know, due to injury or, or whatever. So, I mean, I don't wish that on him, but we'll see what happens. But like you say, we'll see what else. What's crazy too, is like, I don't know if you thought it, but last week when free agency got going, it's supposed to start Wednesday. Wednesday afternoon i mean by tuesday midday i felt like free agency was over <laughs> like all the big guys went off the board it was just absolutely what is it free agency frenzy <laughs> was real so i feel like all the big dogs or big people have been accounted for but you're definitely going to see some um, stragglers here where teams are going to add nice players so i would expect like the the pack the bears the vikings and my lions to be part of that as well
1: yeah it's a great point man um Let's talk about your Detroit Lions, dude, uh, because Gotta I think there's it. some really interesting. I mean, Jared Goff's official now, Romeo Arquara, Michael Brockers. But my question for you is help Lions fans and help the Bears fans understand, because obviously we let we we pursued Kenny Galladay. Are, are you are you shedding tears over Kenny Galladay or was the money was the bill too big, too rich for a guy that maybe couldn't stay on the field last year? What's your take on him leaving?
0: I'm glad you steered us to my Lions, Joey. I mean, it's called a tease in the business. I've been holding out because of the people. We got to give them the other content and then get to what they're really waiting for, which is the Detroit Lions. And when you're talking about Kenny Galladay, I mean, I think everybody here was pretty much set that it was time to let him go. Um, you know, that, that's the 72 million, 40
1: million guaranteed. That's so much, so much. money. Yeah.
0: But but what's crazy about the money is that everybody here now was ready to let him go. But as free agency got rolling and he wasn't signed and then he was in New York and there were rumblings about Chicago and Cincinnati. It was kind of like dude outplayed his hand. He's going to get like a one year, $10 million deal or approve it. $12 million deal. And then have to go back out in the market Then not only does he not have to do that, he gets like top dollar when the free wide receiver market was so watered down this year. So that really surprised lots of lions fans. We're all pretty much happy that he got paid. No one's crying over here. We hope he does well, you know, for the New York football giants, but man, did he get top dollar and for multiple years. And I think he can be good over there with Danny dimes. And you know, I love Saquon Barkley. So I feel like that could be dynamic out there as well. And they're kind of putting together a sneaky offense out there. So good for him
1: yeah good for him i mean that yeah you, you nailed it right he definitely got paid right i mean i think if he went to a team like the Bengals or if you went to a team like our bears i think we offered him a one-year 12 12 million dollar deal his numbers i think probably would look a lot better by the end of this year but and I, I look i'm not a daniel jones uh fan um makes horrible decisions i'm a huge saquon fan you're a huge saquon fan i'm hoping the dude comes back if he's not ready by week one, he comes back and plays a full slate It'll of games ready. next year. Come on. Yeah. And gets you, know, but like 20 to 25 touches a game. And I think they should be running the offense through Saquon Barkley. So if that is the particular case, where does Kenny Galladay fit into that? Can Kenny Galladay, you know, stay healthy you know, are his numbers going to reflect the paycheck that he just got? I don't really think so. So, from a fantasy fantasy perspective, I don't really like the landing spot for him with the Giants. But the dude got forty million guaranteed. You can't be <laughs> mad at him. I mean, oh. Come on. I, I so, think it's a, uh, I
0: think it's a great landing spot because he's going to be the number one there. He's got some other piece around him, and Danny Dimes likes to just chuck it up, and that's what Kenny does best. But like I say, we're not here to talk about Kenny and who left. Let's talk about who came to the Lions. Who's here? Who's and, and, here? And I was surprised they re upped Romeo Okwara. To me, it was it was a guy that I had talked about on previous Kool Aid casts, saying you know if I had to pick between Kenny and Okwara, my guy was Okwara because I I value edge rushers. I feel like he's 24, 25 years old. Kenny's 27, 28. Um, Romeo's brother is here. You know, lots of things lead. He's a really quiet guy off the field. He He's coming off a great year where Kenny's coming off a really injured year with a hip. So I felt like it was the better investment if you were going to make it. And I really don't mind three years, 13. To me, that was good years, good amount. Um, him and his brother seem real motivated to play together and try to play well. They got to go do it on the football field. But Everything is pointing up and that's, and it was a surprising move. I don't think many Lions fans are expecting it. We thought both players are going to walk.
1: Yeah. I'm in agreement with you. I think it was really great value. Uh, I know not to pivot over, but I think the Jamal Williams signing was another great value too, as well, just uh, for a team that is in, let's be honest, a little bit of transition you know they aren't necessarily going for it next year, but they do want to win some games and be competitive. To bring in a guy Jamal Williams that can also catch the football and can also spell, you know, DeAndre Swift from some time uh, from time to time, it gives more versat- versatility and gives Jared Goff more options. My question for you is: Brashad Perryman, should we get the turstein kid out for this one? Are you excited about that at all, um, <laughs> Brashad Perryman? I can't figure the dude out, and he could as easily be your number one receiver next year as easily as he could be like. Not active by week seven. Seriously. Like what's your take on him?
0: You wanna know who's really excited about Perryman? You wanna know? Ooh. He's Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades.
1: Perryman right, is,
0: right. is his guy. They played together. He said if he has one okay. sixteenth of his want to, he's gonna be a hell of a ball player. That's what he told me on believe in lions, so he's all about it. I like Perriman's speed. I think there's something to be said with him being a first round pick by Ozzie Newsome, a guy that knows football. I feel like there's also something to be said for being in the year five plus years and never really latching on, never getting a thousand yards, never staying really that healthy. So, I think it's an intriguing play, though, by Brad Holmes. I mean, go get a guy like that with some juice. You you talked about Jamal Williams. I mean, if he, this guy's not going to blow me away with what he's done in the league, but where he blows me away is with his personality, his juice, his moxie, his want to. Like, Actually, he's a fun guy. I mean, they're actually going to have fun in the Lions locker room, at practice, and hopefully on the football field. So I feel like Williams brings that juice that you need. Um, Good guy, just going to be fun to cover and to watch. And then Perriman's an upside play, as well as Tyrell Williams and and all these guys that are bringing in Charles Harris on the defensive lines, uh, same guy. Drafted high, hasn't done much, worth a roll of the dice. This is what me and all my friends have always been saying. Just like the Patriots always used to do. They would go get like former first round picks that didn't perform. If you can put them in the right spot and get them fired up and and get them rolling, they can turn out well for you. And that's what the Lions are hoping for, is that a couple of these guys will come in and play well. And we're not talking about Perriman setting the world on fire, but can he be a three? Can he be a 3-4 receiver that can get up over the top and score a couple of big touchdowns, 50-plus uh, yarders? I think so, you know. Um, so I, I actually like pretty much all these moves that the Lions have been making, um, all of which we pretty much hinted on at least. And like you say, Kenny and Marvin Jones out the door, but that may be where the draft comes in, which we'll get to on Friday. So I, I yeah, think it's good, been good, good stuff. Yeah,
1: good team. It teased on that. Yeah. Look, and you know, Marvin Jones was a good football player for you guys, but look, you're heading into a different era and he just doesn't really fit into your plans. Right? Like I like the Tyrell Williams signing a whole lot. He just injuries opportunity didn't really work out for him in Oakland. I do like him getting a fresh start for you guys in Detroit. My whole thing with Perriman is you're making my point kind of for me a little bit where it's situation and want to, which makes it intriguing. Right. But if we are teased to that NFL draft, if you guys are looking at bringing in, you know, that that bona fide, perhaps number one rookie wide receiver, you do need some consistency to kind of make up for allowing Quintez Cifest to kind of grow a little bit more. Tyrell Williams, for me, is a little bit more of a big bang type of receiver, maybe not a between the numbers possession guy. Rashad Perriman's got to be that guy for you guys. You know what I mean? And I'm just thinking it's a little bit of a wait and see, right? There's potential there but it's a bit of a roll of the dice in my opinion, but you know, we'll we'll find out obviously as time moves on.
0: I I think what's going to be crazy. And we talked about the bears off the top of kind of like, you know, I, everybody knows Alan Robinson's a good receiver and, and Montgomery really came into his own. But you're looking around at other dynamic pieces and you you don't necessarily see them as well as, you know, I would kind of say the Lions O-line is a bit better, too, than Chicago's. But you look on the Lions offense and like you want a guy to work the middle of the field. I got a guy named T.J. Hawkinson, you, you, you mm-hmm. want a guy that can catch it, can run it, can do all types of things. I got DeAndre Swizzle. You know, I got Jared Goff, who's a 25 year old quarterback who you said is horrible out there in La La Land where you live. And it's like, I, I it's think gonna he be came tough, in but- here. He, he said all the right things. He seemed yeah. to be good. The the coaching staff seems to love him. So unless they're pulling the wool over to everybody's eyes, I've kind of conceded to the fact that I'm not going to get my guy Trey Lance in Detroit. They're going to go with Golf for a year or two, and I'm curious to see what he can do because the thing with the Lions, you kind of keep saying, "Oh, maybe they're just you know going to roll out a team and you know they're not going to win too many games." Like it's starting to shape up where. You know, this could be a, let's say they took a top receiver or Kyle Pitts high. That's going to be an offense to deal with. If Jared Goff is on his game whatsoever. Now you piece together the defense a little bit and i I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're winning six, seven, eight ish games instead of the four, five or less that everybody is projecting. So, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're not necessarily a super bowl contender by any means, but I'm not just waving the white flag thinking this team's going to be complete garbage because what they've been garbage wise is what I had to watch the last couple. And I feel like that's gone. That defense is gone. That coaching staff, that whole aura is gone. It's kind of a new vibe here in Detroit, which I'm very excited about. As I know, the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers are fired up about as well.
1: Drink it in, uh... that, that, that's oh, how yeah. I get everybody going here on the show. It tastes good going down. Hey, and let's be fair too. Like what we've just talked about, because <laughs> last the last no no look like the last time we talked was before they made all these moves, right? And what do all these moves say to Detroit Lions fans out there? Is that you are completely correct? Like they aren't going to be that team that's going to try and get the number one pick right now I, in my personal opinion and look man you're a Lions fan and I'm a Bears fan let's not mess around here we've been through a lot of six and ten seasons right Amen. six and ten can look a lot of different ways to a lot of different people for some I've watched some six and ten seasons that have been absolutely brutal and I've watched some six and ten seven and nine seasons where like you're like hey you walk out of the season you're like you know what that was kind of hard to watch, but you know what? We were really competitive, and heading into next year, I actually feel really good about it. You know what I mean? And I think that's what the Lions are try- trying to do right now, by picking up professional pieces that are going to allow them to try and compete. And to, as you said, put them in that, you know, six and ten, seven and nine, eight and eight type territory. Not getting to maybe where you guys all want to be, you know, eventually, but obviously building towards something where year two, year three. You look and you go, hey, wow, you know, we're playoff contenders. We're right back in this. I have serious doubts whether Jared Goff is going to be a part of that picture once you guys finally get there. But I do like the stuff that you're trying to do to put a team out there that is going to be competitive, try and build a little bit of enthusiasm and optimism, and maybe have that season where, yeah, 6 and ten, seven and 9 doesn't look good in the stat sheet, but you know what? You guys are building towards something. It's entertaining, and you're moving in the right direction, and that's where Lions fans, I think, should be happy right now
0: we serving it up, cornbread and Kool-Aid all day. I love it. And for and for me, we even buried one of the leads. It wasn't a free agent move, which is the topic of the show. But a trade for Michael Brockers, which to me is a great locker room fit, a great guy, a big physical guy, run stuffer, get after the quarterback. I mean, like you say, between those moves and and what I feel like going into this year is kind of, you know, a little bit of boomer bust. It's kind of like excitement, moxie, juice, and also knowing that Pearman, you know, could not be there. You know, some of these guys could not be what you're hoping for, but that's okay because we're loaded up with draft picks and we can kind of keep building on the good players and, and weed out the guys that don't work out. We're not kind of going all in or all scheme fit or all this or all that. It's kind of like, let, let's get let's get the fan base re-energized. Let's get some young talent with upside. See who works out, and then we'll build on those guys via draft and the 2022 free agent class and, and moving forward. So I think everybody here is just excited at the new vibe as well as. You know, we kind of just can't wait till the ball kicks off to see what some of these guys have that either have underperformed or maybe have been in the wrong setup. And it's just a breath of fresh air here. There's no doubt about it. So,
1: yeah, we to be excited. And if it goes the wrong way, dude, some of these guys are going to be on the team in a couple of years. So who cares? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, but yeah, the, the cup should be full. Drink it in, dude.
0: Oh, no, there's no doubt. Um, well, Joey, let's do this. Let's go ahead and, and close up this show. Again, we we plug some of your stuff. Um, I want you to tell people again where they can find you. But like I say, you're going to be back on Friday talking NFL draft. And it's just a fun time to talk to you here on the show, man. It's uh, you are a much better broadcaster than me. We always say that. But you bring the heat. I think we have some fun. And I, I really enjoyed your takes on the NFC North this week.
1: Derek, you're so gracious and kind, man. Uh it's such a pleasure and honor to be on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Yeah, man. Uh, we're coming back on Friday to talk some NFL drafts. And dude, I, I'm gonna be doing this with you monthly, man, leading up to the season. I love cutting it up with you. You guys, if you want to, listen to my pod, believe in batting Chicago or believe in bears i know look we talk a lot about chicago sports but you know it sometimes it's kind of nice to get a little intel from the other side of the fence if you know what i'm saying see what everyone else is thinking about when you're not just thinking about detroit lions football and of course you can uh go to instagram and follow me at Christopollo c-h-r-i-s-t-o-p-o-l-l-o-s chicken of christ derek loves it i love it the people love it check it out
0: (laughs) excellent joey a perfect way to end the show but i only got one more thing for you You know what that is, right? Denny?
1: The Bears are what we thought they were. What (laughs) we thought they were. Going to Denny's. The Bears are who we thought they were. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown them. But they are who we thought they were.
0: I had to get it in before we ended the show. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. We'll be back on Friday talking all things NFC North draft needs for the Bears, Packers, Vikings, and your Detroit Lions. Everybody. Check us out on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. We're out.
1: Back to back. Start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.